0: You know how you felt after Star Wars Episode Eight, or the incessant offshoots, or watching an aging performer who just isn't all there anymore? Well, that's just like COVID. The thing is over. Everyone should just let go of it. But there's still way too much money to be made. And so we begin the next COVID trilogy here in Canada. We'll also bring you up to speed on several stories concerning news, both domestic here in Canada and international. And you guessed it. Everything is still a raging, woke dumpster fire. And I brought some hot dogs and marshmallows so we can enjoy it together. You know, my newborn twins have reminded me daily that if I ever grow weary of doing what the Lord requires of me, I will create a legacy of apathy and flaky Christian belief. Their new lives drive me to pursue a costly obedience because, friends, it is our joyful battle to fight. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-seven to 58 says this, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. It's November 16th. I'm Andrew Bartolo. that's Matt Halleck, and this is Liberty Dispatch.
1: Hey, hey, and welcome back to Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. As always, we're thankful that you have joined us on the program All our shows are brought to you in partnership between Liberty Coalition Canada and Christian Week. LCC exists to establish Christ's justice and righteousness and defend those who stand. And Christian Week exists to provide a practical, balanced, hope-filled perspective on global and national issues. If you want to help support what we're doing over uh, over here with LCC and our various programs, we would ask that you prayerfully consider leaving a donation that is tax refundable over at liberty coalition canada.com slash donate you can scan that helpful qr code it'll take you right there if you click on the analysis show box and leave a donation you can get a tax receipt for that and that helps us continue to fund our operation here Um, small though it may be um, it's very important to for us to continue to push back against uh, mainstream media lies and the, the rampant corruption that is going on in Ottawa and all across our country, um, thanks to the administrative state. So please, uh, we ask, a year ends coming up, and if we want to plan for the future here um, with LCC, um, a donation is definitely something that we would value greatly from you. So a little bit of money monthly goes a long way in ensuring that we can continue to bring you these programs that
0: I know so many of you enjoy. So something that we do want to bring to your attention now is Biblical Sexuality Sunday 2024. It's really just a month and a bit away until we get into the new year. And Mm -hmm. on the anniversary of Bill C4 becoming law here in Canada, we want to encourage faithful men around the country to join us in preaching a message on a biblical sexual ethic, in extolling God's good and gracious design for marriage and sexuality, not only as a tool of discipleship, not only as a way to hopefully let people know that the grace of God is powerful enough to save even the most wretched of sexual sinners and also to break the chains of the most wretched sexual sins. Mm -hmm. And also because we let the state know that they don't have the authority to dictate the terms of worship or tell churches, what they can or cannot say when we will elevate the word of God and proclaim it boldly. So you can head over to Liberty Coalition dot com slash biblical dash sexuality dash Sunday for more information. The date is Sunday, January 14th, 2024. If you have any questions, any concerns, you want any clarification, you can reach out to me, churches at Liberty Coalition dot com. But this is one of those initiatives and things that we have planned for the year that we would uh, love to for you to prayerfully consider supporting, to donate, to fund mm-hmm. this work. Because you know, we do have some plans to continue to build the kingdom of God, to establish Christ's justice and righteousness in our country. And we need your help to do it. So consider it, as Matt said, as we come to year end. Absolutely. Uh, Consider making that gift. Um, And again, if it's to the analysis shows, you can get a charitable tax receipt for it.
1: And just a clarification, the fourth Thursday of November is Thanksgiving. So it would be not this coming week uh, as of time of recording but yes. the next weekend
0: but nevertheless i'm glad it's good. i clarify i'm glad, I, clarif- I'm glad I, I i'm glad i stopped <laughs> myself before i got too far into
1: it then this well, or next week yes yeah exactly exactly so uh but I just, it's good I, it's I see, good to think of what you're think, yeah. uh, thankful of. i saw uh, i
0: saw black friday deals on my phone coming last week like now black friday i know like <laughs> it's the like, like
1: entire month of november early black yep. friday yeah i know it's it black friday celebration
0: off. and the sodomites are trying to take over the calendar yeah and just like you get like no back off <laughs> you had a day be happy with a day anyways absolutely uh, friends, are you sick and tired of listening to our banks and other government sponsored institutions parroting the same old status words like safe and effective, ESG, diversity, inclusion, and equity? Do you really think they're looking out for your investments when they can't even define what a woman is? Check out our friends over at Rocklink Investment Partners. They're an independent Christian firm focused on managing your investments as long term value investors. They're not caught up in the bureaucracy of the woke financial institutions. They're comfortable with going against the crowd and speaking up for their Christian values. That's why Rocklink was our very first advertising partner here on The Dispatch. So give them a call, 905-631-5462, or email them, info at rocklink.com, that is link with a C. There are people out there who would look at guys like us, Matt, and say, listen, boys, COVID's over let's just move on. (laughs) Why dwell on it? Stop being bitter. Right. I've heard that. Stop being bitter. Be released from your bitterness. Stop harboring kind of anger and resentment. Don't live in the past. It's all done. Let it go. We got through it. It was awful. Let's move on. Amnesty. We all tried our best. Mistakes were made. Blah, blah, blah. You've heard the rhetoric. To which I reply, I wish we could. I wish we could forget about the damage done because the effects and more damage are still being done. And as our friend Randy Hillier made clear on Twitter a couple days ago, people are still receiving tickets for COVID infractions in the mail as we speak or for arrive can violations. That's still happening. Mm -hmm. I wish we could have this fully behind us. But you know who wants to keep it in our faces? This guy.
2: Here we go. Hold up. (laughs) <laughs> thank you so much as Hi. always
0: that's right <laughs> here you see our prime soy boy wants to make sure that you have your eighth booster so this is what he tweeted quote got my covid19 booster and flu shot this morning you should get yours too uh, by the way, the best response to this I saw was Viva Fry. This is what he posted on Twitter. Can we put a picture of this? That's great. He basically <laughs> said, "I fixed your shirt for you." Yeah. Um, it causes <laughs> it causes my heart because if you notice in the uh, in the,
1: the the first video, he's wearing this shirt that says "Vaccines Cause Adults" mm-hmm. and. Uh, You know, it's just so childish Mm -hmm. and inflammatory. Obviously, he's poking his finger in the nose of the supposed evil anti-vaxxers or whatever. But it's it's truly, you know, an extraordinarily childish response of a prime minister. And I think it's beneath the office. Um, so, so it's amazing to me, Andrew, that leftists complain about guys like Donald Trump all the time. Oh, you know, he set this evil precedence. He's the worst guy ever. But nevertheless, they're doing things like this all the time. And they they just yep. They don't see, obviously, the hypocrisy of it all, um, because, you know, obviously, despite how terrible Justin Trudeau is, there's a large cadre in our country who will back him no matter what, because they're in a cult of personality. Um, so this is Viva is uh, actually accurate in changing that mm-hmm. uh, shirt. And I and-
0: think maybe maybe he ran out. Maybe the maybe it's vaccines cause adults, but they forgot the rest, which is to die suddenly and have blood clots. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's also yeah, worth he, noting, and this is what I he could afford
1: all the words on his yeah, uh, four hundred thousand dollars salary.
0: This is, salary this is what I is. shared on social media. I said it's interesting. A Couple things: one, she rubs the alcohol on his left hand. Two, mm-hmm. you never see the needle go in. And three, she's putting a bandaid on his right hand. Now, someone replied, well, he got both his COVID and his flu, which means he got one in each arm. To which I replied, and if someone has the time, they should do this. If that's the case, you would see a band-aid on both arms. But I'm pretty sure that when that nurse or that supposed nurse, could just be an actress, we don't know. uh, (laughs) When that person who appears to be a nurse puts the band-aid on his right hand or right arm, I don't think there's a band-aid on his left arm. So what I posted was... Um, you know, for a drama teacher, you're a pretty bad actor and your cast needs to really step up their game. Because- it is
1: interesting. It is interesting. Unbelievable. That they, like, regardless of what it is, it is interesting that they don't actually show the needle taking place. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, it, it is enough to cause the, the tinfoil hat wears like yourself to, to yes. be like, that's really bizarre. I also yeah. noticed tinfoil
0: foil crown, Matt tinfoil, but not crown and gown, right. We yeah. showed that a couple episodes ago. I now have the gown.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean,
1: it's, it's beyond childish. It's beyond like way beneath the office. Justin Trudeau is, an unhinged sociopath um, who truly actively hates many, many thousands, mm-hmm. if not millions, at this point of his citizens, and uh, it comes so out in just statements like what he's wearing on his shirt. It's truly, and despicable. we don't, we, we
0: don't show that just to poke fun at our prime soy boy. Although I'll take no. every every opportunity that I can to highlight that he is an awful human being that really, like you said, Matt, has disdain for Canadians and really for Canada's country and yeah. all that it stands for on its Western foundations. But yeah. the reason why we bring that up is it's November 2024. right? That, that was on his social media just this last week. They continue to drag out this same old song and dance to convince people that this is a good idea. But more and more light, continues to shine on the COVID madness. And the darkness is actually running out of places to hide. More and more we see information coming out as days goes on, which we hope would happen, although people have been so wearied, so gaslit, so overwhelmed with the furious and endless news cycle that they seem to forget what actually happened. I was chatting with a friend earlier today that people forget we lived in a world where the Toronto Star on the front page said that they believe that if you have COVID, if you... If you get sick and you go to the hospital and you don't have a jab, let them die. They don't need treatment. Like We lived in that world where one of the main publications in our country had that on their front page. And people forget that, but we want to keep reminding people that we did live in that world. And more and more as information comes out, we see that the COVID madness is being exposed. So this is from the Epic Times. Quote, the federal government's chief technology officer, Mindone, lied... When he testified at committee that he didn't know who hired GC strategies to build the ArriveCan app, a former Canada Border Services agency director has told MPs. Just think about that for a second. The whole pretext of ArriveCan, what it was needed for, the shadiness surrounding the contracting for its construction. And here you finally have the chief technology officer. It's, It's just clear he lied about. Who it was that was hired to build it or the origins of this arrive can, which is deeply disturbing considering this was used to surveil tens of millions of Canadians and also foreigners who were here visiting. The article continues. Mr. Doan, at the time of the CBSA's vice pres sorry, at the time, the CBSA's vice president was the one who made the decision to hire GC strategies. The agency's former director, Cameron McDonald, said in his November 7th testimony before the Standing Committee on Government Operations and estimates.
1: Absolutely. And uh, the insanity continues on, Andrew. I believe Mindone made the decision to go with GC strategies out of the fact that he had been told that he could not use Deloitte, Mr. McDonald said. Conservative MP Garnet Genius, one of the committee members, questioned uh whether Mr. Doan had deliberately lied to the committee. goes on to say, the implication of what you're saying is that he made the choice to hire GC Strategies and had some reason for doing so, and that he came and told the committee that he didn't make the decision and didn't know who made the decision, Mr. Genius said. Both Mr. Doan and former CBSA President John Ososky Told the committee on October 24 they didn't know who hired GC Strategies. Quote, to my knowledge, I don't, I do not know. And it's part, <laughs> uh, that's a weird sentence. To my knowledge, I do not know. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. Anyways, and it's part of the investigation that's currently, currently underway, said Mr. Doan at the time. But, the article goes on, Mr. McDonald, who is now an assistant deputy minister at Health Canada, said that was a lie. Everyone knows it. We have our team here behind us. Everybody knew it was his decision to make. It wasn't mine, he said. For weeks, the committee has been examining how the company's GC strategies, Dalian, and CoraDix received millions in taxpayer dollars to develop the RiveCan app, which was used by Ottawa to track the COVID-19 vaccination status of travelers entering Canada. Critics have claimed the app could have been developed for a fraction of its $54 million cost. It's easy to spend other people's money. GC Strategy, is, uh, Dalian, and Coradix received more than $17 million in 2022 after the CBSA had received allegations of contracting misconduct related to the RiveCAN app. Shortly before the committee meeting, the CBSA announced it was suspending all contracts with all three Companies, so here you have it, Andrew. Yeah. Just we need to bring corruption. people
0: up to speed a little bit too. So we covered this uh, probably a mm-hmm. while ago when when a lot of this first came out. But the federal government contracts out a, a sends a contract out for the creation of a Can. So what mm-hmm. they do is they 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 uh, there's a company that wins the contract. Now this company, and we showed this in the episode, the company has two employees mm-hmm. and no physical office. Like when you put the address up, it's just nothing. When you pull it up on Google Maps, there's nothing there. It's like a mailbox or something. So there's no physical office and there's two employees. And what we've later found. So this company that wins the $54 million contract, this company then subcontracts out another company who Mm -hmm. then constructs the app. And when you look into the details of this company and their location and their office, Um, I I think it was um, the real Andy Lee on Twitter has been doing a really good job exposing this. When you start looking up the extravagant office, like a multi-million dollar exotic home in Toronto is where one of the office listings are and the offices are right beside each other. There's, There's so much shady, murky, corruption feeling kind of stuff regarding this that our federal government dished out $58 million to two employees with no location who took took our money and they didn't even create the app. They then mm-hmm. contracted out a company to do the app. And even the circumstances surrounding this company are also shady. And so these are all problems. But on top of that, here you have government officials from the very beginning lying about the companies that were contracted and the amount of money and the amount of knowledge. So all, all lies, lots of corruption, lots of money exchanging hands Lots of very shady, unknown quantities with an app that was used to track you and punish you if you didn't fill out the information properly or, or, or upon arrival into your home country as a citizen and, and people. I haven't seen a lot of this in legacy media. I haven't seen a lot of coverage here. I've seen some of the sessions from committee. I've seen the, the member genius ask someone a question. It's a funny couple, couple, three minutes. Or a funny, three minutes. What do you do? Actually, Matt, can we uh, can we pull up a video of the committee session where the MP actually asks the questions? Because it's a <laughs> it's a it's a wonderful moment that it, you have to see it to to really see see that this person who's on the other end obviously is quite the trained politician because they do a great job at not answering a direct question.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's this this uh, clip went viral for a reason. Mr. Yao,
2: you represent a two-person company that receives contracts and then subcontracts, and you've received millions of dollars from taxpayers for the process of receiving contracts and then subcontracting. So what would you say you do here?
3: Uh, chair and, and Honourable Member, um, you you speak about what do I do, but um, I have to go back to you know the beginning. Uh, you know the the amount of effort I, I and the Im- really
2: think you do. I, I I I I'm not looking for prevarication or distraction. What is it that you do for the Government of Canada in exchange for millions of dollars?
3: I don't know if it's exchange for millions of dollars because there's so much overhead to running a bricks-and-mortars business here in Ottawa, uh, expenses relating to, you know, Indigenous employees that I have, uh, Indigenous consultants... Sir, so you don't, that we you don't at-
2: have employees. There's two of you who I are do. partners. I do,
3: yeah, the, and they're Indigenous.
2: Two, two, you have two employees. That's what you and told the committee earlier. Yes,
3: okay. that's correct.
2: What is it that you do?
3: What is it that I do? I, I manage...
2: What does uh, your company executive. do?
3: Uh, well it's a kind of a so you're asking two things there right the The aspect of what I do is an is an executive on the board of directors for Dalian and looking at governance and the way that the company is is run on a daily basis and I've earned that by building the business over twenty three years so uh, no, 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 for what but we but do sir you' you're we, we you're,
2: conc- you're a company with two people. Right, yeah. so so I appreciate that you know you have to pay office expenses and and you have um, you have to manage your partner's activities, I suppose. Um, uh, but what do you do? What does your company do? What what value does it produces produce? What what is it that you do?
3: Our value add really is in the area of, of project management and contracts management as it relates to federal government contracting. In the okay, a- so the federal government gives you a
2: contract. You give the contract to somebody else. And you're telling me Not that the always. value you add, you, you you subcontract to someone else, and you're telling me that the value you add is in the process of project management. So, so what does that mean? What what do you do? In, because we've been told earlier that the subcontractor deals directly with the federal government in terms of in terms of uh, of, of many of the details of it. So, so what? Do you on a, do on
3: a on a yep on a daily basis that's true the subcontractor does deal with the task authorization or the task the technical authority on a daily basis but in behind all of that is all of the pillars of you know whether it's uh, security clearances and billing and ensuring that the actual contract we're the prime on the contract so we also also ultimately are responsible for the over arching contract management of of everything that goes on
2: well i understand so- that you're the prime on the contract which means that you collect the money um, but if the federal government is uh dealing directly with the subcontractors and right. if uh if if, if there have been various problems along the way that have been identified in terms of of the results anyways uh, i'll ask it again uh, what do these words you're saying actually mean? What is it that you do here?
3: Well, I, I, I will pass this off to Colin. So I'm actually interested
2: in what you do kits, first, Mr. Yao.
3: I- I, I have answered that, and I am an executive on the board of directors for Dalian, and I maintain all of the governance as it relates to the PSAB, and make sure that the company is absolutely in line, in step with everything that relates to procurement and government contracting within the federal government.
0: So there you have it, Andrew. So I'm so Andrew. You're a you're a dad. Yes, I'm a dad. <laughs> my family. I'm a dad. What do you do? Like, how, 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 what does it mean to be a dad? How are you a dad day to day? What does that look like? Well, um, I'm, I'm a dad, right? So that means I have the title dad. And uh, and I walk around, I'm, everyone but knows Andrew, I'm, a, I'm a dad. Hold on, Andrew, I'm a dad. I never know I'm a dad. but but uh and i do as a dad dad what do
1: you do do, though
0: well what i do is as a dad so i'm i'm as a dad (laughs) i'm a i'm a father right so i have children (laughs) so i'm i'm the father of the children i'm also the husband of the wife so i sit upon the board of the marriage as the husband of the wife and i'm i'm a man Mm -hmm. and I'm i'm a dad and i'm a father and that's what like that's so, the
1: absurdity that you just watched. That essentially, now, and and Andrew, the crazy, the crazy part of, about it is, if there's any value add that in that long clip where he's obfuscating and not directly answering a very simple question about what he does, it seems like primarily what he does is jump through government hoops.
0: Yeah, take our money take to jump through of our money the insane to to other people.
1: hoops. That the government's put up so then he can give the actual work to other people. And for he's that the he mid-level, makes millions he's the of-
0: mid level drug dealer. He's the guy who has all of the all the high school students do the work selling selling weed to other students. Mm-hmm. And then all he does is he collects the money and then keeps a portion of it and then pays <laughs> yes. his employees. That's what yeah. he is. Yeah. He's the young adult drug dealer in the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. Fifty four million dollars of our money yeah. in order to make us quasi prisoners in our own country so these and it's, it's and, and no like wonder
1: this. no wonder things cost us millions and millions and millions of more yeah. dollars when you when you add in middlemen who essentially do nothing but jump through bureaucratic red tape and add actual no actual value mm-hmm. to an end product but that is yeah. our government they're they're totally okay with using our money for those ends
0: so it's things like this it's it's lies like this it's deceit like this, it's propaganda like this, it's corruption like this, that people more and more are deciding that whatever trust they had either for the state or specifically, as we'll see in the medical industrial complex, it, it has been vaporized. It has been vaporized. So the Gateway Pundit published a really good story highlighting this fact. So, quote, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, has reported a startling trend a record high in childhood vaccine refusals. According to the CDC's latest findings, 3% of all children entering kindergarten during the 2022-2023 school year were granted vaccine exemptions by their states. This figure, though seemingly small, is the highest ever recorded in the U.S. and represents a significant increase from previous years. The trend is not isolated to a few states. 40 states witnessed a rise in exemptions with 10 states reporting exemption rates soaring over 5%. Now, you also have Idaho, who stands out in this report, with over 12%. Good good job to our friends over there in Idaho. Um, Thumbs up to to Christchurch and the FLF boys, because I'm sure they have a lot to do with that, which is good. Over 12% of its kindergarten population having a vaccine exemption. This is more than a mere number. It is a reflection of a growing sentiment among parents and guardians across the nation. This surge is due to the distrust towards medical authorities and government mandates, and I would argue though I haven't seen the number, it's probably greater here in Canada because our state function much more tyrannically than the federal government did in the United mm. States. And people are are significantly more distrusting up here after what we've seen. And so well, this is I'm, I'm
1: sure news. this is I'm sure I'm sure this is uh, going on across the globe because, listen, we've talked about it a lot in the program N- the cdc um cisa like uh, like uh, whatever the the vaccine one i can't think of nasi uh, nasi that's it it's not CISA's it's nasty. um all these bureaucracies all these government institutions they their authority is not despite what they think, it being arbitrarily granted to them by the government, it's actually only authority, truly, if people believe and trust the institution. Institutional trust is the highest currency that government institutions actually work with now our government and the bureaucrats have forgot that they think just by having the proper acronym behind your name and oh, nice. the the power of the government gun that's enough to force people to do things but they shot their credibility and rightfully so because i to go back to to the shirt uh, uh edit that um viva fry did the government of Canada recognizes what Viva put on that shirt. It's not just a troll. The government of Canada knows full well that COVID jabs lead to myocarditis. But what do we actually see the government present? They present an advertising co- campaign for Big Pharma it, through our president or through our prime minister. They um, have in the interests of profitability, in the interests of pushing um, a mass vaccination program that's not even necessary, in the interest of all of that, they have taken their credibility and the public trust and sacrificed it on the altar. And they're the ones to blame for this number. Well, they're gonna, well, they're gonna talk about conspiracy theorists, all these tinfoil hat, tinfoil gown wearing people, um, and they're gonna say, well, it's these no good uh, ne'er do wells who are the reason for it. That is actually not true, because. It's them and they're shooting their credibility that has directly led to the distrust of the public. And that yeah. is why it's so important for government agencies to be above board so they do not lose that public trust. Mm-hmm. But what have we seen for years and years and decades at this point? government officials using their office not to serve the needs of their constituents, not to represent the public, but to get wealthy, to give out handouts to their friends, which we've seen over and over and over again with the Trudeau government and Basically nobody's held accountable, and this is coming off the back of like not too long ago, and in, in in my lifetime, the liberals went from the party in power to literally federally the uh, the NDP status, where they're the third party. Why? Because the John Crutzen corruption scheme where he was giving money across restaurant tables to their friends. This has been going on for centuries at, or for not centuries, for decades at this point. And as Canadians, it's no wonder uh, that people are losing trust in our institutions. And, you know, the same can be said about our friends to the south. So listen, all you statists, all you big medicine, big pharma guys, this isn't the conspiracy theorist's fault. This is your fault. You have lost your greatest currency, which is public trust, because you put profitability and petty partisan politics before the people's interest.
0: That's the and reason. That, I'll say this quickly for someone who might be thinking this or wondering this. So I'll preface it by saying I'm no medical expert, mm-hmm. and I'm not, in, I'm not in a position to offer any actual medical advice or direction but here's what i will say if you are a parent at this point and what you've seen in the last three years has made you question the entire pharmaceutical industry specifically the vaccination immunization industrial complex here in canada Mm -hmm. and if you were thinking i am now questioning any and all immunizations for my children let me just say to you philosophically that is understandable Mm -hmm. You are right to question them. Skepticism is not a bad thing. These are your children. You are responsible for them. And you decide what you think is best based on your conscious beliefs and also your having examined the evidence and done the research yourself. No one loves your children more than you do. Certainly mm. not the state, not even medical professionals.
1: And not so teachers. Do not,
0: feel, <laughs> do not feel like you are bad or evil or being made to be a pariah simply because you are questioning something and wondering if the course of action that's been prescribed for decades is the correct one. It is Mm -hmm. okay to feel that way. Do what you think is best for your children and do so with a good conscience. I just want to Mm -hmm. say that as a non-medical expert, I want people to feel better about the fact that they might be wrestling with feelings and thoughts of how do I navigate this? What do I do as opposed to what I've always been told? Mm -hmm. You decide what's best for your kids. That's your prerogative. They're your responsibility. Let's move on. Friends, what if there is a way to trade your resources and skills for whatever things you need and want without using money? Well, that's exactly what we have with Barter It, a web app where anyone can connect person to person and barter with each other. You don't have to keep track of who owes what, and you won't get the headaches that come with straight one-on-one bartering. Just create your profile on the Barterit web app, offer up your skills or products to earn bits in your private wallet, and use your bits with anyone else in the Barterit community. $1 Canadian is equal to 1 bit for valuation purposes. Head over to libertycoalitioncanada.com and click on Barterit for individuals to learn more and sign up today. Become a VIP member and get $1,500 worth of perks and bonuses, including 1,000 bits for only $197. Join the community, libertycoalitioncanada.com slash barter. Let's look at some Canadian news, shall we?
1: Let's do let's, it. Uh,
0: let's start off by looking at Amy Ham, a nurse in B.C., a women's rights advocate and a mother of two, she entered day 19 of her disciplinary hearing with the British Columbia College of Nurses and Midwives over her acknowledgement that only two genders exist. Correct. This is not a weekend update bit on SNL. This is real life. Quote, I've testified under oath in Canada in 2023 that women don't have penises. Lesbians also don't have penises. Males are never lesbians despite their gender identity claims. They are heterosexual men. That human sex is immutable and never assigned at birth. It just is. You're male or female, quote, Ham told the post-millennial. And for this, she is being disciplined. Ham was questioned on her views on gender identity and trans persons. She said, quote, I'm saying that I don't believe in mind body dualism. I believe that the mind is the body and that people may suffer from gender dysphoria. And that in order for them to live their best, happiest, healthiest, most fulfilling lives, they may require or seek treatment for gender dysphoria to relieve their distress. I'll just note, by the way, that right there is illegal, according to Bill C-4, and could see her face up to five years in prison. That's insane. Just saying that, she's actively promoting conversion therapy. Yes. This Uh, is the world we live in now.
1: Just, (laughs) I you know, so I'm happy that she doesn't believe in like mind body dualism, you know, this Cartesian kind of ghost in the machine type of understanding that is very Gnostic. Um, that, uh, that is, you know, a contra Christianity where we're, we're, psychosomatic unities were are hylomorphic. another fancy word where the body and this, the soul were, a, are, 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 a constitute they, they they're they integrated they constitute the human person that human person is not just the soul in a body or whatever it is just human people are both body and soul that's what we're made mm. in the image of God so I'm happy that she rejects that dualism but I don't like that she also comes back and she says I believe that the mind is the body so that's reductionistic, um, mm-hmm. you know,
0: yeah, biological I'm not sure determinism. Exactly, who knows what she meant? I mean, I'm not exactly sure what she meant. If she means that, then yeah, it, yes. the reality is you can't just, you can't break one off from the other. So mm-hmm. she continues, and I'm perfectly happy to support them in doing that. The mere fact that I don't believe that there is this essence someone has, a gender essence, that's contained in their mind to me doesn't have any impact whatsoever on the way I feel about trans persons. I simply recognize that gender dysphoria is generally what causes trans people to feel distressed in their bodies. I believe it is that condition that's listed in the DSM-5 gender dysphoria that causes persons to want to seek treatment and call themselves trans. I don't believe that it is a gendered soul or a gender identity. Close quote. In questioning pertaining to biological sex-based safety, Ham explained, quote, The notions that people have a gender identity and that their gender essence or gender soul actually determines their biological sex and that it supersedes biological sex are ideas that result in harms to women and children in ways that I've described in terms of our sex-based rights and in terms of the medicalization of children who I believe are not capable of consenting to medical procedures that can maim and sterilize them when they're minors, close quote. Yes. Yes.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: And, and what she's just done is illegal. It is in against Canada. the criminal code because she's now supporting conversion therapy, not for anyone in particular, mm-hmm. but in general saying that there's normative, there's preferred, and then there's fictional. Mm-hmm. And it's better to prefer what's normative as opposed to not. Uh, mm-hmm. The federal government says that that belief is a... a mythological stereotypical belief that must be fu- must be punished with the sword of the state
1: yeah because they've instituted their religious gnostic belief in this insane dualism between body and and soul and so and she's what being that disciplined entails. by the college of because, yeah, the college of midwives because, because of this. because she's a blasphemer she's an unbeliever and she's being disciplined uh because of it that's the reality uh-huh. of the situation that's going in, uh, yep. on in Canada. And we that's what we're here to do is to peel back uh, all the nonsense to get underneath. Um, so I bet everybody's curious, Andrew, about what the ghouls over at the CPC, the Canadian Provida, Provida Corporation, are doing Um because you know they—they're the chief purveyors of all this propaganda, of all this nonsense, and they're the the chief opponents of anybody who would speak out against our government-funded, state-approved uh, ideology and narrative on all all matters. So it apparently turns out, Andrew, things aren't going so well at the CBC, and not so good. Uh, and and just like. Um, A toddler, just like uh, a a a corporation that's filled with vile individuals, instead of looking at themselves, obviously they are going to blame shift. Uh, This is from the True North News. CBC President and CEO Catherine Tate says it's big tech who is to blame. For the public broadcaster's $100 million budget shortfall. Amazing. It's it's always someone else's fault. Uh, this is what T- uh, Tate had to say, um, uh, according to the uh, True North. Tate didn't mince words at the B- Board of Trade and Metropolitan Montreal on Tuesday when she pointed fingers at at tech giant Meta and Google for the financial turmoil CBC is currently facing. Tate's assertion stems from the changing landscape of media consumption and advertising revenue. She emphasized that the unregulated dominance of Meta and Google in the digital advertising market has significantly contributed to the financial woes of the traditional media outlets like CBC. This is what she had to say. It is now clear deregulated competition from foreign digital giants is suffocating our industry, Tate stated. Continuing, in addition to declining subscription and advertising revenues in traditional television, our media's transition to digital is complicated by the dominance of Meta and Google in this growing advertising market. She added, Tate denounced Meta's news blocking, which in addition to adding to the industry's difficulties, she claimed, lets fake news spread on Facebook and Instagram. I don't know how that. Happens if they quash all news, but anyways, Tate explained that CBC is at the beginning of a process to examine all scenarios to deal with the cut. She said the broadcaster is trying to cut and reduce expenses like travel and discretionary spending. Quote, there will be difficult decisions to make, she said. The challenges faced by CBC are not unique. Across Canada, media outlets, are grappling with job losses and the shrinking availability of news coverage. This trend is not confined to the country. It's a global issue where traditional media outlets struggle to compete with digital giants worldwide. Tate's concerns about the media's ability to provide independent information and combat polarization were highlighted when pro-Palestinian demonstrators disrupted her speech. They accused CBC Radio Canada of not appropriately addressing the Israel-Palestine conflict in their coverage. Ironically, Tate claimed that she had previously received contradictory criticism from Jewish, uh, from the Jewish community for her coverage of the same conflict with appearing before a parliamentary committee. She claimed this illustrates the polarization arise, arising from social media networks. So there you have it, Andrew. This is hilarious. Public funded, to the tune of billions of dollars news outlet the cbc says oh we're not doing so hot financially because of facebook and meta and the changing digital landscape but what she described the scenario that she described isn't unique to uh, I- I- meta and facebook the-, the reasons that they're experiencing this shortfall is primarily because of the bill passed by the Liberal government. All she's talking about is with the hamstringing of media outlets to get their news out to the public on the Internet is a direct result of the bills that this government has passed, Bill C-11, Bill C-18 likewise. It is the regulatory capture of the news outlets by our government who has damaged the news outlets in yeah, Canada. The very thing that we is- said would happen. We we yeah. said this. We called this and she, instead of focusing her ire and attention on the nonsense bills that our government officials passed that were clearly going to have a deleterious effect on news uh, distribution in Canada, she's pointing her ire as a good propagandist at the enemy of the government, which is apparently these so-called unregulated uh, big tech platforms. No, no, no. Tate should lose her job. The CBC should be defunded. And the government, we must push back against these bills because it is creating a horrible um, landscape for news media dissemination in our nation and it's directly the government's fault not these big corporations as Tate says and the fact that she either is not honest enough to admit it or too stupid to understand what is actually going on then that proves that she shouldn't actually have her job
0: so and to to step back this is what this is what's going on here CBC is on life support and they're funded entirely through our tax dollars that we don't consent to. Let's unplug. Now, now what what she's saying is, hey, you know what the problem is? The problem is that Facebook won't let us force them to pay us money <laughs> yes. to show our stuff on their platform. Yeah. That's the problem. We want we want to we want our stuff to be shared on their platform, so that we can spread our propaganda and make some money. Yeah. But they <laughs> won't do it because they have to pay us. Yeah. So we're mad because we can't force them to pay us. Yeah. That's 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 the situation. Um. So yeah, let 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 it die. Right. We don't mm-hmm. need. We don't need a CBC episode nine. Right. We yeah. don't need. We don't need the CBC like performers in their 80s who can't remember the, the words to their songs the thing just needs to go away yeah uh, much like this much is a like perfect hope, opportunity it's yeah, a it perfect
1: die. opportunity we don't need it it's dying Let just let it go just unplug
0: yeah. <laughs> except I'll have to get rid of my defund the CBC shirt which is unfortunate but that's fine well, I mean,
1: yeah, you can you can say you were you were on the, the bleeding a vestige, edge of the, the d- a vestige
0: of the, things, yeah. <laughs> the way things were. I,
1: I hey, I'm happy yeah. to get rid of all my pro-life uh, literature, all my pro-life shirts, yep. whatever, uh, so long as abortion is thrown in the trash bin of history. So likewise yeah. with the
0: CBC shirts <laughs> yeah. uh, this Christmas season. Why not give the gift of financial freedom and sovereignty to your loved ones with Bitcoin, an uncensorable network programmed around digital scarcity, where the individual is in full control and accountable for his own property. As Canada's most trusted Bitcoin exchange since 2013, Bull Bitcoin is a completely self-funded company led and operated by incorruptible activists for individual liberties and freedom. At Bull Bitcoin, security and privacy are their top priority. Customers' funds are transferred directly to their Bitcoin wallet where they have complete control. With Bull Bitcoin, you never run the risk of losing your money. You own the money. Head over to mission.bullbitcoin.com/lcc today and get started with your account's creation. And don't forget to contact their best in the business customer support team for assistance at any point in the process. That's mission.bullbitcoin.com slash lcc so that's some kind of domestic news we want to move and cover some international stories as well there was some relatively shocking news coming out of the vatican this past week apparently
1: not if you actually know yes inner workings but yeah it is shocking but
0: but shock but shocking if you still think that things are the way that they've been for a while (laughs) yeah apparently transgender people can now be godparents at roman catholic baptisms witnesses at religious weddings and receive baptism themselves, the Vatican's doctrinal office said on Wednesday, responding to questions from a bishop. This is from Reuters, quote, Bishop Jose Negri of the Santo Amado in Brazil sent the doctrinal office six questions in July regarding LGBT people and their participation in the sacraments of baptism and matrimony. The three pages of questions and answers were signed by the department's head Argentine Cardinal Victor Manuel Fernandez and approved by Pope Francis on October 31st on Reformation Days. Of all the days where we see the importance of the Reformation,
1: Catholic it's friends. the
0: day that Pope <laughs> Francis signs off on approving of this sexual madness, how thankful we are for Reformation Day. Anyways, Absolutely. the article continues. They were posted on the department's website on Wednesday during the Italian word, sorry, using the Italian word for transsexuals. Francis, 86, has tried to make the church more welcoming to the LGBT community without changing church teachings, including one saying that same-sex attraction is not sinful, but same-sex acts are. The Apostle Paul would disagree with him in Colossians chapter 3, but that's neither here nor there. Um, He may not necessarily believe everything that the the scriptures say.
1: Does does he... I mean, maybe he's never read the Sermon on the Mount.
0: Um, Anyways. So the article from Reuters continues. In response to a question on whether transgender people can be baptized, the doctrinal office said they could with some conditions, and as long as there is no risk of causing a public scandal or disorientation among the faithful. So you you can engage in sinfulness just as long as no one's too upset by it. That's that's what we're hearing here from the highest levels of the Roman Catholic Church. As long as it doesn't stir the water too much, yeah, 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 let them profane God's design for marriage and sexuality. Not a problem. It said transgender people could be godparents at a baptism at the discretion of the local priest, as well as a witness at, the church, at a church wedding. But the local priest should exercise pastoral prudence in his decision. Francis has met with transgender people. And in July, he told the transgender person, quote, even if we are sinners, God draws near to help us. The Lord loves us as we are. This is God's crazy love. So apparently he hasn't read the scriptures, but he has read Francis Chan books. So that's what we see here. Pope Francis, Colossians 3, not on his reading list. Francis Chan (laughs) on his reading list. Let's continue. The document said a person in a same-sex relationship could also be a witness at a Catholic wedding. The office said, citing current church canonical legislation which contained no prohibition against it. The response was less clear regarding persons in same-sex relationships and their role in baptism, which is the initiation into the church for infants, children, or adults. Lack of clarity is almost as clear as lining up on one side of it. But that's just that's just my opinion. Uh, finally, the Brazilian bishop sought guidance on whether a same-sex couple who had adopted a child or obtained it from a surrogate mother could have that child baptized in a Catholic ceremony. Their response the response said that for the child of a same-sex couple to be baptized, there had to be a well-founded hope that it would be educated in the Catholic religion. Are you kidding me? Sodomites raising a child are going to promise to raise it up and educate it in the Catholic religion. Obviously, such a promise is worth garbage because they reject the very foundations of creational normativity. But it doesn't matter because like we read earlier, as long as it doesn't cause a scandal and upset too many people, go along with the sin. This is the official position of the Roman Catholic Church from the top down. There was a similarly nuanced response to a question whether a person in a same-sex relationship could be a godparent at a church baptism. It said the person had to lead a life that conforms to the faith, except for the fact that to deny the reality that we are commanded to put sinful desires to death, and to embrace a costly obedience is central to a life that conforms to the faith. A person who rejects that could said could is said to uh, to be a person who could lead a life that conforms to the faith. Like this is and for my for our Roman Catholic friends, if you're hearing our tone and our language and you're thinking, wow, you're being really disrespectful about our beliefs and about I, here's what I'm saying, okay? Your Pope, if he is one, there's I mean technically now. Uh, pope Benedict has popes. died. Well, Pope oh, Benedict has died. Oh no! Yeah, died. he just recently died. So, yes, now so there's now there's disagreement on whether this therefore this automatically makes him pope, or there's still an illegitimate pope up, upon the seat of, the, of 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 the Roman Catholic Church. That's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, your pope is a Marxist who is pushing woke, godless ideologies. Mm-hmm. Top down in every way, from climate stuff to COVID stuff to now mm-hmm. LGBT stuff. I, I and, talked about uh, it. I talked about is, it. The reality of it.
1: I talked about it not too long ago when we we're dealing with another thing that was uh, just highlighting the liberal uh, lurch of the Catholic Church, um, and Pope Francis did the um, the forward the the uh, the introduction to a new catholic bible with commentary um that has the papal imprimatur on it that it literally contains all the most radical left-wing um arguments about pro-lgbtq uh concerning like that situation in the scriptures it contains all those arguments it's straight out of the liberal um you know, unfaithful, apostate, uh, false professor, LGBTQ handbook, um, and that has the thumbs up for from Pope Francis. Um, I mean, Catholic friends, it's time to protest what's going on in the halls of power and leadership within your church it would be a perfect time to join the protestants to 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 understand that this illusion of uniformity and unity in the church is nothing but a delusion it truly is and it's very clear that pope francis is undermining every doctrine as it pertains to human sexuality and human flourishing that have been forwarded for, for the church for some two millennia. Um, and if you're truly going to be the church that says we, we can trace our lineage all the way back to the apostles and we're built on the solid rock of, of Peter and his ministry, then you guys have to take that seriously and purge the leaven of unbelief from your midst. And, and, you know, you can have all these arguments of, well, he's not making papal prom- pronouncements from the uh, f- f- uh, ex cathedra from from the from the seat of Peter. So this not, is all not just... Not cathedra,
0: not cathedra, just ex cathedra, just so we're... Sorry, yes. We don't want um, any of our Latin Catholic friends to say, there's no ex... See, you guys don't know what you're talking about. You don't know Roman Catholicism. It's ex cathedra from the chair. We got it.
1: Yes, from the chair. That's what I meant. Um... So you you can do all these fancy arguments that you want, but the fact of the reality is the leader of your church is undermining biblical fidelity and the authority of the scriptures at every single turn. So I know a lot of good faithful Catholics, I know some listen to the program, it's your responsibility to to step up to speak out the reality is if you want to be faithful Catholics you have to have to push back against what your Pope is teaching uh, lest your faith be totally undermined Um, more insanity internationally Andrew Um, for years climate activists have been saying that it would be irresponsible To bring a child into a world that is going to melt in 10 years. They've been saying this for decades and decades and decades at this point. But nevertheless, that's what they've been saying. So there has been essentially an international intentional childlessness movement among woke liberal women, especially. Um, And we see that with, you know, just the population numbers and the, the diminishing replacement rates. It is very clear that this has been a targeted movement for a long time. And it continues today with the climate activists. CNN those lovely people to the south of us decided to publish an opinion from one such woman, but we don't want to assume her gender. So as we go through this, listen to how sad dystopian and utterly hopeless a state, this worldview, uh, green Marxist evil death cult worldview leaves. And this is a result of b- abandoning God and his truth and obviously, you know, totally hating the God of all providence and how he provides for us daily through, through the weather. Anyways, this is from the, the article. If temperatures weren't rising, I choose the name Athena for a girl. If the rivers were safe, I'd choose William for a boy. If I could breathe clean air on my morning commute, I'd paint the nursery a warm yellow. If I could see hope for a sustainable future on this planet, I wouldn't be spending time mourning the children I'll probably never have. If things were different, I'd be honored to become a parent. Indeed, I think there is no greater privilege or responsibility. But each day, the current state of the world dissuades me more and more from having children. Like many folks in Gen Z, those born between 1997 and 2012, my main concern is climate change. And as a climate catastrophe are already well in motion, coupled with a host of related socioeconomic and equality issues, I feel as if I would be doing an increasingly irreparable injustice to any children I would bring into this world with my inability to offer them a future. Climate anxiety knows no national borders. According to a study from the University of Bath, nearly 40% of 16 to 25-year-old participants from several countries stated that they were hesitant to have children because of climate change. It turns out the Marxist propaganda and indoctrination has worked. Other organizations, such as the Canadian No Future, No Children Group, despicable, have gained considerable traction among teens, many of whom are pledging not to have children until their government takes climate change more seriously. Among them, then 18-year-old Emma Lynn stated in 2019 that she was, quote, giving up her dream of having a family, end quote, until she could be assured her children were, quote, quote, will have something to live for and a healthy family to live on. End quote. As these testimonies illustrate, building a family and particularly raising children isn't so much a matter of preference anymore. It is also a matter of feasibility and, more importantly, ethics. How do we justify bringing children onto a planet where the future feels more indeterminate than ever? Important to note, for an atheist, for a godless Marxist indoctrinated fool... I don't see why this would be any different than what your actual worldview teaches. Essentially, if you're right about who human beings are and their destination, we all live, we all suffer, we all die. And then nothing happens afterwards. The best that we could hope for is all dying in a massive Heath death that destroys our entire planet. That's, your eschatology. So I don't know why you would have any more anxiety about this current moment than ever. But nevertheless, I think it's because the image of God is so strong in people that they, they know it's good to raise families. They know it's good to have hope for the future, but because they've been indoctrinated into an insane death loving worldview, they have all this exi- anxiety, and it's truly heartbreaking to
0: read these mm-hmm. words. But not so. Surprising. The article, the article continues here. We'll just a little bit here at the end. Uh, at my age, concrete discussions of family and having children are still far down the line. But this is a decision I've held firmly to since I myself was a child. Passing on my own climate anxiety would be akin to a generational curse. Nor do I think the joys of childhood should be tampered with doomsday clocks, higher risks of disease and health issues, and climate change's ripple effects on the economy, violent conflict, and education. As temperatures rise and climate policy continues to shake public confidence, the vision for my ideal family looks less, well, ideal. Clamoring voices and pattering feet. The opportunities reaped from my family's generational sacrifice and the lifelong commitment to raising someone to their greatest potential have been replaced with depressing alternatives. At most, there's a frustratingly clean one-bedroom house with hours to fill and quiet pervade, quiet pervading the halls. But unless there's a drastic change and soon, Athena and William will only remain. Names. That's how the article ends. Mm-hmm. So, Andrew, there, should we do the exact so
1: opposite? <laughs> As Christians, our perspective ought to be the exact opposite.
0: You know, we're having kids. We just, you
1: just had we twins. We just brought. To, I just had. We, <laughs> yeah. and we
0: we so Two I want to. I want to talk a little bit. Actually, in a in a moment, I want to mention why it is that we had twins after a seven year gap. Because our youngest prior to the twins was seven years, and so it wasn't like we're just. We've been a baby-making factory, and it's not like we were riddled with pregnancy difficulties and miscarriages in between. There was a gap there, and I want to explain that gap. Um, But what I I want to know, and you brought this up, Matt, the image of God just bleeds through her. Mm -hmm. When you read the article, what's unavoidable is that she's saying there is a way things should be. Mm -hmm. And the way things should be is you should have kids, and you should enjoy the kids. She recognizes that and yet her ideology squeezes in on what she knows to be true and forces her to act against her conscience because she has to do what she's been told because she has fully swallowed the lie. And this, by the way, is why we rail against destructive ideologies. This is why even though they say, listen, it's just a drag queen doing a dance or reading a story. What's the problem? The problem is ideas have consequences. A little leverage. Ideologies bear fruit. And mm-hmm. if you're gonna continue to propagate the fact that humans are merely the product of time and chance and all we are is evolutionary the evolutionary ends far past fish and bacteria. Mm-hmm. We don't have an inherent worth and value. And really it's it's about this global concern for the world and humans are no more special than any other species so we need to do what's good for the plants and for the mm-hmm. birds and for the bugs and for the bacteria we can't think selfishly about us having kids we need to think about them when you press that ideology all the way what you have is women who will be miserable lonely old single spinsters yeah who look around them and see friends who did not buy it who are joyful at the fact that they've embraced God's design, whether they're believers or not, they reap the joys of it, and they will realize how utterly empty Mm -hmm. and hollow the worldview is, even though deep inside them they know it is a good thing to have kids, it is a good thing to want to, and it's a good thing to grow families and fill the earth with more people. Yeah, and that
1: cognitive dissonance comes out in this article. Mm -hmm. All human beings are created for purpose to take dominion to be fruitful and multiply that's what she's mourning the loss of that ability to Hmm. be fruitful and multiply because of all this anxiety she feels but she still has that inner desire because she's imago day. she's made in the image of god it's a part of her dna she cannot get rid of that but her worldview and this is where our worldviews ought to account for the reality of things as they are. Um, Her worldview is in total opposition to what she actually feels in her heart of hearts is good and right because she's bought into a satanic death loving lie. And, and, that's why we want to disabuse people of this false and evil worldview that is at the heart of the way that our governments run things at the moment it's amazing to me that these people <laughs> after seeing the un uh you know uh, agenda 21 uh, you know 20 uh, agenda 2030 all this stuff being pushed uh, after seeing All the work that governments across the Western world and across the globe in totality have done to push us down this course of action, according to this death-loving neo-Malthusian worldview. It's amazing that people can continue to say that governments aren't doing enough to deal with Mm -hmm. it. No, the problem is governments have created this and manufactured this problem. You've bought into it. You've been thoroughly indoctrinated in propaganda, and you are feeling the cognitive dissonance of being totally given over to propaganda that does not explain reality. And whoever wrote this, we want you to come to terms with the fact that the way that you're being told you must live is dehumanizing. It's contra the way that God has created you to live, and you need to throw off false evil ideologies repent and believe in the lord jesus christ and flourish give birth to william and athena and many others mm-hmm. fill your apartment with laughter with mess with joy because that is what you were created to do um not to live in fear anxiety in a sterile household totally atomized cut off from the rest of the world writing sappy articles that just prove your folly Mm -hmm. that's not what you want
0: every feminist who bought the lie in the 70s and is now going to die alone while their girlfriends are surrounded by Mm -hmm. a dozen grandkids Mm -hmm. they've all realized that it, it was a lie yeah, yeah. And that the quote unquote feminist movement wasn't actually looking out for them no. and probably prostituted them out in order to receive millions and millions of dollars to fleece their own pockets. Mm-hmm. And they realized now it was we, we were wrong. We bought yeah. the lie. Now we realize how much more how much more wonderful it would have been to mm-hmm. be at home with kids. Mm-hmm. And instead of working for some executive who told me what to do, i could work at home for my husband who loves me and provides for me and cares for me and encourages me and tells me how beautiful i am and how much he appreciates me it would have been much more wonderful to do that than what i did and so if like don't if you're listening to this if you know friends tell them before it's too late not to go down that path Mm -hmm. because you will no one will be happy in that place because yeah. it is so contra-creational. Well, um, and, and, it's, and this, it's so sad that this is what the world is embracing.
1: This is and and this is the reality of uh, of why we do the program. Why we end the program uh, with Galatians 5:1, for freedom Christ has set you free, stand firm therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. The liberation of the sinner. Right. These are li- feminist liberation movie, uh, movements, climate liberation movements, all these things. Mm-hmm. The liberation of the sinner is actual, actually slavery. And that's what you're seeing over and over and over again. These false ideologies enslave individuals. And that's why we have to, as Christians, tear down every stronghold that erects itself against the knowledge of Christ and people's true knowledge of the way they ought to live in light of the person and work of Christ.
0: I want to uh, I want to commend everyone to go and check out um, Pastor Aaron Rock's podcast, Pursuit of uh, the Leadership Now podcast. Mm-hmm. He did an episode a while ago on principles of marriage, and I want to commend that to you because he talks about the importance of marriage and principles he gives for couples, specifically as you can get married earlier, mm-hmm. have kids earlier. Don't buy the lie that you have to wait till you're 30 and 35 and you have to have enough money saved up. So I would recommend that at your house of your
1: dreams. There's and, some oh. really,
0: really good principles that he lays mm-hmm. down there. And I think it'd be helpful for people to check that out. But I also mm-hmm. want to commend people as you can, as you're able, as the Lord blesses you to have children, to have many children, to get married and to actually do what we've been made to do, which is to have dominion over this earth. I mentioned before, I wanted to touch a little bit about the gap. So we, my wife and I, we got married, we're 25. We had, uh, three children, you know, by the time we're about 31, 32, we have our daughter, the pregnancy was particularly difficult for my wife. Mm -hmm. And so we had decided that if we were going to continue to have children, we could only imagine how difficulty a fourth pregnancy would have been on her body. It was pretty brutal. So we had decided that the Lord has blessed us. We reproduced ourselves. We're already on the large end, uh, even in our own friend groups of people with kids. And so we thought... This is great. Let's be content. We never fully shut the door in terms of any surgery or procedure to close it off, mm-hmm. but we said we're kind of done. Uh, but both of us in our in our spirits, knowing, wouldn't it be great if we had more kids? Like, wouldn't it be great if we had mm-hmm. four and five? So, but whatever. We let that go. We were our consciences were 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 clear. We didn't we weren't doing something against our desires. We were we were content. We were a piece of the decision we made, and then COVID stuff happened. And COVID stuff happened made us and actually a lot of friends realize there are a lot of pastors uh, in this country who had long gaps between their youngest and then decided, you know what, Um, something about what's happening in the world is making us realizing that we need to abandon the narrative and we need to have more kids and we need to take dominion. And so there are Mm. pastors around this country who I know who are my age and older, (laughs) who there was a fairly decent gap between kids. And they decided, let's keep going. Let's have. So what if we're forty? So what if we're forty-two? If the Lord blesses us with children, we will, we will, we will enjoy that blessing from the Lord. Mm-hmm. So it's a. Con- and and Ryan Harris over at the uh, Ezra Institute made a comment where they also thought they were done, um, and he said nothing made him want to have an obscene amount of kids more than hearing the prime minister say, "Now was not the time to bring children into the world because <laughs> yeah. of climate change." <laughs> yeah, no, and no, I'm no, like, no. good, but. But lots of us share that sentiment, and mm-hmm. so we'd realize, you know what, We're maybe we're not done. Is it, is it wild that a 40-year-old woman would, would say, yeah, let's have a baby now after seven years? The world would say so. Is mm-hmm. it difficult for us? We thought we were past diapers. We thought we were past infancy stuff, yeah. and now we're right back into it times two. But we were convinced that, no, uh, kids, kids are a blessing. If the Lord will give them to us. We will have them and mm-hmm. we're not going to stop yeah. because of whatever artificial this. And I, I want to commit. So from experience, I want to commend you. Even if you think you're done, if you've been wrestling with oh, maybe we should have more kids. Try. Do it, please. Don't yeah. don't suppress that good natural mm-hmm. desire and don't don't go against your conscience because this worldview th- that tells us mm-hmm. less kids empty the earth, be alone leads not only to destruction, but it will not lead to flourishing and blessing yeah. in our world. If yeah. we want our world to be blessed, mm-hmm. we need to have more kids, yeah. grow our families, and advance the kingdom of God in our culture mm-hmm. and in our country. Um, and, so so be and encouraged.
1: Now's the perfect time to have kids, right? <laughs> it- What better time, when everything's up in the air, to put more arrows in your quiver for the spiritual um, battle that lies ahead? Especially Mm -hmm. since our enemies are discouraged. Our our enemies are and they're not having their own kids, and they're not having their own kids. So, so if you want to see the gospel go, they're basically
0: telling us that we can win in a generation if we have kids.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. If you want to rout the enemy and see the gospel go forth in our nation, then fill the earth with covenant children and raise them in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord and be of great courage, be of great cheer that the church of Jesus Christ has overcome far worse in the history of mm-hmm. humanity. And yep. we will be victorious because the gates of hell will not be able to s- sustain themselves against the advance of the church of Jesus Christ on this earth. So be of great cheer, be fruitful and multiply because I'm a paid a Baptist, I, I want to say something else, but I won't do that for the sake of my, uh, <laughs> my colleague on the other end, but and we you're really... more biblical.
0: You're more biblical for it. <laughs> um, anyways, so we're more do... biblical for abstaining from being divisive. That's what I mean.
1: Oh yes. Yes. I don't yeah, want I to do that. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I thought you were just taking a pot shot. Uh, but anyways, we do appreciate you tuning yep. in. Uh, again, uh, For freedom, Christ has set you free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Until
0: next time, God bless. Liberty Dispatch has been brought to you in partnership with Liberty Coalition Canada and Christian Week and has been produced by SDG Media. You can find all things Liberty Coalition Canada at libertycoalitioncanada.com.